Welcome back, beautiful people, for another episode of the Shadow Priestess Embodied Podcast. Today, I bring on a guest, Emily Miller, and she has such an incredible, just absolutely unique genius, you guys. She is a master face reader certified in Chinese face reading and is also a certified nutrition specialist. She found her business, Nourish and Lift, where she provides face reading consultations and nutrition-related services to her clients. Her goal is working with the clients to really guide them to truly understand their body's feedback and learn how to understand who they are and who they came here to be, okay? Her passion is showing people how truly easy health and healing gets to be once they start listening to what the body is already showing us. And you guys, she does this all through reading your face. I could have asked her 5 million questions and just been here all day, but honestly, like you guys are about to be wowed. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back to the Shadow Priestess Embodied. I'm your host, Kaylin Rakowski, and thank you for joining me today for another deep dive and exploration into your inner world, into your body, the shadow realms, where we will begin to explore some of these esoteric principles and really begin to drop them down into modern day application and embodiment. This is a sacred place where you can begin to truly meet yourself meet your medicine, and to meet your magic. This is a place of remembrance. Take a deep breath and let's begin. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Shadow Priestess Embodied Podcast. I am here today with Emily Miller. Emily, would you like to introduce yourself Tell us a little bit about who you are and the work that you do in the world. Yes, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Emily Miller. I am a master face reader and a certified nutrition specialist. So I open my business, Nourish and Lift, and through that business, I provide face reading consultations and nutrition consultations to clients. And essentially, I use that as a way to um, bring wellness into people's lives in maybe a different, less conventional way. Yeah, I love it. So when you reached out to me and wanted to be a guest, I was like, absolutely, because I think what you do is so incredible and it's very unique. You know, we see a lot of like tarot readers or intuitives and mediums, but you don't really hear a lot about face readers. So I'd like for you to share with us, like, what really led you to face reading? Like, how did that even happen? Yeah, so I ended up learning about it back in college. I was a junior in college. Um, and really, like, I thought that I was going to go to medical school. I was studying biomedical science. And um, but one day I felt really called to go back to my apartment I was really questioning medical school, wondering if it was for me. And so just some random day, I felt really called to go back to my apartment, turned on the TV and on the TV was the world's renowned face reader, Lillian Pearl Bridges, where if you're within the face reading space, she's a really big deal. And she was on talking about face reading. And I just had this like inner knowing of like, that is what I was supposed to do. It, it wasn't, well, it was like, that's what I want to do. 
And so like that day I ended up, she has a book all about face reading, Chinese face reading is what I'm specifically um, taught in. And I ended up buying her book, travel, told my parents that I was taking a year off um, after I graduated college because they still thought I was going to go to medical school. Took a year off and traveled to California to work under her and learn from her. And that's really like that was the first time I'd ever heard of face reading. As far as I know, I'm the only person in Michigan that does face reading. So yeah. it is very, <laughs> very unique, I would say. Not, yeah. not-, not the norm at all. And I, I love your story. And that's why I wanted to pull that part out. Because I think for so many of us who are here to be the trailblazers and to do something different or do something unique, like it is this intuitive like primal pull or this calling this nudge where it's like you have no idea like why or how or like what it's going to lead to but you know you have to do it and I know for so many of the people that I work with or come into my world who have these amazing gifts that they're sharing it usually started in that way where it's like I have no fucking idea why I'm doing this but I know I have to do it so I love that you were literally about to go to med school and we're like, no, like I feel this so deeply that I'm going to go with it. And now, and now look at you. So that I just think that part is so important and um, maybe could inspire somebody else who is getting those little pulls and nudges and they're too afraid to listen. Oh, my parents thought I was crazy, you know, yeah. <laughs> 20 years old, essentially telling them that I'm going to California multiple times to study this face reading and, Instead of like, I have an entire science background and face reading is very intuitive. It it sits more within like a spiritual realm, I would say, like there's aspects of science behind it, but it's, it much more sits within that like intuitive space compared to like science, right? So very contrasting aspects, but um, I think via nutrition, I can really integrate both of them. Like I like the intuitive spiritual aspect, but there's an aspect of science that I still really enjoy and think is really important. And like finding a way to mesh the two together has been really, I think like the work that I've tried to do and will continue to do. Well, and for me, like, I'm like, well, of course it was you who was being called to be a face reader, right? Because you did have such a strong background with like science and anatomy and the body, like you're getting ready to go to med school And then you also have this other aspect of you who, you know, is maybe more spiritual and intuitive. And it's like, so by you coming with this unique set of like energetic mechanics, it's like you get to bridge these two seemingly completely different things together. And it's like, because that's who you are, right? Because that's who you came here to be. So it's like, I love that, that, you know, being these new like trailblazers or visionaries it's really about like bridging together like the practical and the spiritual right like the non-tangible with the tangible and I think that um your work is just such a beautiful representation of that thank you (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about the transformation for you like since you went in with your calling you decided to be a face reader like what has really shifted and like taken place in your life Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say that I found face reading at 23, 24 years old, and I was pretty lost in regard to like who I thought I was here to be, right? Like I I really didn't know. And that's why I was, 
essentially just listening to my parents and like going to go the medical school route because I didn't feel very strongly what my place in the world was. And I think yeah. what reading did when I found it was one, it grounded me here and it gave me something that I was like, this is me. This is what I am supposed to do. But on top of that, like face reading teaches you so much about yourself and can help confirm a lot of things that you internally question, right? Because on your face, you're going to see characteristics and there's going to be aspects of your face that most people are going to have some level of like self-consciousness about, right? Like, oh, my nose is too big. This is too small. This is that. And there's always something that we wish we could change. And what yeah. face reading you is to really understand what every single feature means and why you have it. And so there can mm -hmm. be a appreciation and understanding then that can also come with this knowledge right and so at 23 24 like I I was self-conscious in a lot of ways and like I was very unsure of myself and face reading gave me inner confidence I would say not just from like a knowledge standpoint but from an understanding of like this is why I am the way that I am right like this is why I have these features these are features I should be leaning into instead of hating and yeah. so I think it's, it transformed me, not just in from a, like a business career standpoint, but it also like transformed me internally and really allowed me to settle into myself. Yeah. And it, I love, I love what you're sharing because even though like our, our medicines are so different in the world, I can really resonate with what you're saying, like being a young woman in my 20s and not really knowing who I was and not knowing my place in the world and just feeling like that really doesn't fit, but I don't fit over here. But like, I don't really know what I stand for yet. So it's like, it's so easy to be manipulated and to do what your parents want or your partners want or who your friends want you to be. And to me, like spirituality was that anchor for me where you're like, okay, face reading, like this is like my purpose. It gives me something to be rooted here. When I had my big awakening, it was like the same for me. I was like, oh, this is who I am. And like, this is actually like a flavor or an aspect of my soul. And I just love like hearing you share your story in that way. Cause I'm like, wow, like it's so funny how they overlap and they weave, but they're still completely different. Um, but really, I would say like my awakening is what really awakened me to myself. Like it gave me my even though it's considered like a spiritual awakening, I guess you can say, and like waking up to the divine and universe and energetics, whatever. I think it really was like an awakening to myself and getting to know myself and love myself in ways that like I never even saw before. So I, I love that you touched on that. That's so, that's so beautiful to me. Um, okay. So as you were talking, I know I was getting excited because you're like, well, you can learn so much about people's faces if they have this or that. So I already know everybody who's listening is like, spill the tea. <laughs> Don't be a gatekeeper. If you could give us some of like, you know, basic entry level, like face reading, like if someone's to go look in the mirror now while they're listening to this, like what, what should we be looking at? Give us all the tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really depends on where you want to start. Um, I'm going to base it more off of really where you speak from, just from like your podcast and things like that, because I thought that might be interesting. And then we can really, if you have more questions or want to like take it a different path, we can. But a yeah. lot of what you talk about is feminine energy and like really sitting within that feminine space and understanding that. 
And from a face reading standpoint, you can see how connected somebody is to their feminine energy. And you can actually not just see where they're at, but then you can actually start to work on that and allow them the ability to touch and like grow within that space a little bit more. So um, there's a couple of spots that I would be looking for to see how one, how connected you are to that space, but then your potential for growth within it. Okay. Um, right. So you're filtering. I'm like a little kid. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> you're filtering right here. So it's um, between your nose and your mouth. It's that space there. That is essentially the space of our feminine organs. So that is also going to show then how connected you are energetically. And what you'll see is a lot of women can end up getting lines across that space. Yeah. And you will get horizontal line right here and you'll see it especially when women smile and you'll see that it will come up and it will cut right across that filtrum it will be a long horizontal line and what you're seeing there is that they're actually blocking feminine energy okay oh now you'll see is the shape of that filtrum itself and it is meant to be um it's an aspect of fertility and creativity too right which all connects with feminine energy as a whole and so what I'm looking for is the length and the width of that filtrum. And a lot of women, especially across time, tend to start to shut themselves off from that space, especially if they've had children. And then they're, um, I, I see a lot of women starting to hit their like 50s and 60s and like almost feeling lost in who they are, right? They've had kids, but now they're starting to hit perimenopause, menopause, and it becomes a very difficult time for them and you can see that in their filtrum and like it will start to shorten and become tighter in width if you're not connected to that space so what you can do is actually like touch it and start to ground yourself but it should be like wide and puffy a little like puffy and open and it can show fertility essentially in your potential but also like feminine energy okay that is so cool. For those of you who are just listening and can't see, we're both sitting here like <laughs> poking touching. and touching. It's so cool. And I bet everyone listening is doing the same thing. That is so cool. So I do have a question because as you were sharing that, I'm like, then how does like aging play effect in that? Right? Like, because obviously like just you get wrinkles and like things are that like, is it, is it, how do I, what, what am I trying to ask? Do you read faces the same no matter how old somebody is? Or does age have a factor in it? Age? Age has a factor, but not in the way that I think you're thinking of it. So okay. from a face reading standpoint, from your forehead down, you can actually map somebody's age. So your forehead shows your 20s. Your eyes is going to show your 30s. And then you travel all the way down. And then you can actually like map somebody's potential for age then based on how strong their features are that that is an aspect of face reading but wrinkles come into play because it shows what sort of emotions you tend to express a lot or what sort of aspects of emotions you tend to hide and repress get mm. tightening then and like I, I think the most common one that we'll always see is going to be like the wrinkles around your eyes right. because so will wrinkle very easily compared to like hard ones, right? Like your forehead is a hard feature. Your nose is a hard feature. So yeah. if you're 
there and creating lines that mean something big compared to like smaller, softer features, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking at somebody, uh, like joy and sadness are going to show from your eyes, right? And that's going to be the lines that extend right from uh, past like the, the ends of your eyes there. Yeah. But you can get wrinkles anywhere, right? And it's showing me essentially like how you feel about life or how life has, how you feel life has treated you. Mm. And once it, have this thought that once you have wrinkles, you can't get rid of them. And this yeah. is where it gets weird, but there's an aspect of space reading that like you can let wrinkles go if you no longer want to have them. So for example, disappointment is going to come from the edges of your lips and point down, right? And you'll start to develop these like deep lines here, but it's disappointment. Yeah. an aspect of like, you thought life was going to be different and maybe like more exciting or all of these things. And it's not turning out the way that you thought it would. But consider what all that means. If you start to flip that script and that story that you're telling yourself and like readjust your perception of the world, you no longer feel those same things. If you yeah. no longer feel it, the body and face is easily changed. Wow. So there, there that is, an is mind blown. <laughs> but there's also an aspect of like how you're living your life and how to manipulate that. So we we always assume we just get wrinkles as we age, and it's true, but it's because of how we're living through the world, essentially. Wow, <laughs> I'm just like my mind is blown over here. I'm so excited I brought you on. Like this is this is such a cool <laughs> conversation. Okay, so we talked about wrinkles. We talked about the feminine energy. I know you shared with me one for the intuitive center. I think a lot of the listeners would love that. Would would you share that with them? Yeah, of course. So you can look at somebody's face and see how intuitive or open they are to the idea of intuition, spirituality, because you can see your third eye and you see that on somebody's forehead. And so it's going to be in the space between your eyebrows. And essentially it's like a circle there. And what you're looking for from a face reading standpoint is I'm looking for lightness. The lighter it is, the more intuitive you are, the more intuitive potential you have. Maybe you haven't um, opened yourself up to it yet, but you have that potential there. Whereas somebody that's like very dark or very flat, they're not going to have that. And so the way I would talk to them then is going to be a little different, right? Somebody that's yeah. very intuitive and open to that. I can speak more from a spiritual place or about maybe the stereotypical woo-woo topics, whereas somebody that's very flat and dark, I'm not even going to bridge that gap yet because it's just, it's not going to resonate with them. So face reading can also be used as a way then to pick and choose how to really speak to somebody and speak to them on their level because you can see then where they're at and what they will respond to. But if you look in the mirror and you're looking at your forehead, there should almost be like a shine there. Or if you take a picture, you'll notice that it's it's bright and that should be without makeup on, right? A lot of times we try to contour our face and all of that. Mm -hmm. you without makeup on if if you're somebody that wears that right and what you'd be looking for is it almost like shines and what you're seeing is your third eye shining through your forehead 
so cool. Like, I'm not, I, know, I wish I could see everyone's faces or listen to this. I'm mean, everyone's like, wow, wow. <laughs> like, it's just so incredible because, like I said, like this isn't this isn't mainstream. So this is a lot of stuff that it's not like the manifestation world that a lot of people have heard of. Like I'm sure for a lot of my listeners, this is like the very first encounter with face reading. So this is just so awesome. All right. So you shared about these different places we could look. Where else do you think like a feminine person would find some of their magic? Yeah. Um, So outside of the filtrum, the other spot that I'm specifically going to be looking at when it comes to the potential or capacity for feminine energy is going to be whether or not you have a widow's peak. So it, it, it exists in your hairline, which sounds weird, um, but you can actually grow one if you don't have one. So that yeah, is also- Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where like face reading gets really strange and interesting is that like, if there's features you don't like or that you wish were different, if you embody what that feature means, you can actually like shift features to a degree. So that, that is also like really interesting. Like we tend to look at needing to use fillers to make our lips bigger and that sort of thing. But if you understand what lips mean and you embody that energy, then your lips will naturally grow as you fit that feature more. So that's really interesting. And that's where like you can actually grow a widow's peak, but a widow's peak shows your capacity and how much you're embodying feminine energy. So a lot of us get part of the way there and then we almost like lose it a little bit. And uh, I would associate the widow's peak also with how comfortable you are in your body, not just like how comfortable you are with expressing feminine energy. So a lot of us are, I think, comfortable with at least the idea of feminine energy and embodying it, but we still might have reservations about like self-confidence and a widow's peak really shows like your aspect of self-confidence because it's about how you're also showing up in the world and how comfortable you are putting yourself out there and I would say especially when it comes to being out in public what I see a lot of women do is that they like shut down a little bit out of fear of like getting unwanted attention or somebody looking at them being judged whatever that might be so subconsciously then we are also shutting down the feminine energy potential that we have and this is not about wearing necessarily like really revealing clothes or whatever trying to show feminine stuff it's like how you are presenting yourself energetically and subconsciously people will hear or feel that energy coming back to them And so you can actually grow that widow's peak the more you sit within that space and like how comfortable you are embodying that energetic, that feminine energetic when you're out in the world, not just maybe like when you're home or when you feel comfortable. Yeah. Wow. This is seriously so fascinating. Like everything that you shared, like my mind just keeps getting blown. I'm like, this stuff is so cool. More people need to know about this. So when you and I spoke the first time about coming on here, you also touched on how you can tell a lot about like the emotions somebody's like carrying or like holding because of how their face is. Can you speak a little bit into that? Yes. Um, So the left side of your face is actually different than the right side of your face more often than not, because everybody has a private. Yes. 
Is this why everyone always says, like, this is my good side? Like, that's a legit thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because your left side and your right side tend to be a little different because your left side is your private side and your right side is your public side. Um, and if you look at it, most people will stare at the right side of somebody's face naturally. A face reader always stares at the left because the left is showing you what somebody doesn't want to show to the world. Um, and so that's where you can see how somebody carries themselves and like what sort of things are stored based on differences between one, the left and right side of the face, but then how strong the markings are. So I'm looking at wrinkles, I'm looking at coloring, I'm looking at all of that. Um, for example, somebody that carries a lot of grief, let's say they just lost somebody or they're really struggling at moving through grief. Grief can be a really tricky emotion because it is so heavy and there's a lot mm -hmm. of stories associated within that emotion itself, right? And so when I'm looking at somebody's face, if somebody has lines going into their cheeks, that shows how much grief they're carrying and the depth of that line or lines is going to show how deep it's penetrating their lungs because your cheeks are your lungs. And so that's really how you can start to map where somebody's holding on to things is where they're actually marking their face from an organ standpoint. And then you can start so like this is so crazy. I'm sorry not to cut you off. I'm literally like I have chills. This is so crazy to me. So I don't know if you know or not. Some of my listeners know my dad died last year. And so it's been almost a year now, which is so crazy. I just made that connection. But since he passed away, I noticed on my left side of my face, like you're saying, I have this line hanging from my cheek and like coming down. And I've never noticed it ever in my life. Like, that's so weird. I only have it here. And it just seems like it came out of nowhere. And everything that you're sh you're sharing, I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And it's interesting too. I don't know if, if you know this or made this connection, but like you're talking about like the left side, like being like the more private side or like, like the shadow. Right. And like the left side to me represents like the feminine mm -hmm. and the right side is the masculine. So it is that mm -hmm. outward facing, like that you show the world. So when you were sharing that, I'm like, wow, this is so, it's mm -hmm. just so cool. It's all of it is just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of different connections. But if somebody's marking, for example, on the left side, but not the right, it's like you're trying to show the world that you're OK when oh, you're probably, still yeah. walking through the darkness to an extent. Right. Like yeah. you're carrying it. And so that's really where I work with people is like I think we believe or we want to show a lot of times that we're more okay than what we actually are you know when yeah, we, we try, sure. to face, try to put on a front and so like I feel that it's my job as a face reader to essentially meet you where you're actually at and show you where you're actually at so yeah. that we can do it a little more effectively and together because a lot of times like when we're blocking things and I see this especially men tend to repress even more than women um, women tend to repress specific things men tend to repress across the board because there's always that like common saying like, oh, don't let it out, just shove it down deep, right? Mm -hmm. And we tend to do that and we shove it down deep into organs and then they just, it shows up in your face later, right? So what my job is, is to like pull that back out for you, show you where you're at in it and help you walk through it. Yeah. And then 
is from your face. Yeah. And I, it's so, it's so, it's making me think of that quote where it's like the body keeps score. So it's Yes. like, no matter, you know, what you try to like put out for the world or, you know, how, how far you think you've come with it. It's like your, your tissues keep score, your body keeps score. And like, that is such a beautiful way that like you get to create those reference points with people and be like, actually, like your body's telling a complete different story. And I think for me, one of the biggest things is that when I got into coaching, it was always like mindset work and let's shift your beliefs. And, and not that that's not important, that that does play a piece, but your body keeps score, like the issues are in the tissues. And if you don't address the body and like the somatic experience that it's carrying, then you're never going to get where you're wanting to go. So I love that this is literally like a roadmap where you can tangibly see the shadow essentially like that that to me that's so cool it's so fascinating Yes. Yeah. We actually like describe the face as a map of the body, right? Like yeah it, it's showing, 100 but it's also like easy to shift it once you know where to look. And that's, what's also crazy. And that like people feel very stuck and like, that's when most people tend to find me. Right. Is like, I'm often said like, I'm their last resort because they, they yeah don't know. <clears throat> Sorry. They don't know where else to go. And the thing is like, it's not easy it's not hard to create change once you know where to look. And once you like understand that you're never actually stuck, if you don't want to be stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that too. And people are like, I'm stuck. I'm like, nah, like, Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't agree with that either, but wow, this is, I could ask you 5 million questions and we could keep going on and on and on, <laughs> but I want to respect your time. But for people who obviously are like me, who are just like, this is so cool. Like, tell me more. Let us know, like, how can we work with you? Where can we find you? Like, what does that look like? yeah um so I try to be active on social media not always great with it because <laughs> uh, I, I want to do more life is uh tricky but I do have a website um so you can always sign up for consultation via my website uh and then I offer like in-person meetings so I'm in Lansing Michigan so people like I I have an office there but from a face reading standpoint I can do zoom meetings too so that can be really helpful for people in that like As long as I have pictures of your face that I can reference to only because Zoom, like you can tend to, it, it's not always like the the cleanest picture or view. And like a lot of times, like it will clear things out for us, right? Touch up your face and all of that. Um, so if I have pictures, then I can like work with that and read your face very easily via Zoom and stuff. So I've worked with like quite a few people like outside of the state of Michigan That is via awesome. Well, I think there is no doubt, like you are living in your purpose. You are sharing your absolutely unique gifts with the world. And I just like, I, I think you're awesome. <laughs> I'm still like, my mind is blown over here. I'm like, this is so cool. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and just like sharing this with all of us. And yeah, it was, it was, I'm, I'm just in awe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was awesome being here. If you're a woman who struggles with worthiness, with feeling enough, 
and really allowing yourself to be seen. This is literally my sweet spot and where I love to guide my clients through to help women redefine the relationship with their power, with their magic, and truly begin to live a life that is in alignment, that is fully expressed in their essence and really which leads you to liberation, prosperity, and to deepen into your purpose. I recently have opened a few select spaces for one-on-one deep feminine mentorship and will be reopening the doors to my group mastermind emergence. Click the link in the bio to apply. I can't wait to connect.